Have you ever wanted to delve into the world of Dungeons and Dragons, but didn't know where to begin? Has the overwhelming urge to venture forth and slay a monstrosity of legend ever gripped you in its clutches? Does the idea of two guys debating the fantasy physics of Dragon's Breath versus Anti-Magic Fields pique your interest? Perhaps a raging argument on the subtle and succinct differences between wizards, sorcerers, and warlocks get your blood boiling? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then I recommend that you check out The Dungeon Cast, the podcast that explores all things D&D, from busty barmaids to burly bugbears. Join your hosts, Will and Brian, as they have casual, educational, and somewhat humorous conversations about the world's most popular tabletop RPG. Together they delve into the endless possibilities and unforeseen complications of character creation, role-playing, and Dungeon Mastering. You can find The Dungeon Cast on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Follow them on Twitter at The Dungeon Cast for news, updates, and contests with awesome D&D-related prizes. Listen in and be inspired to explore fantastic worlds, tell epic stories with friends, and roll some 20-sided dice. Now who could turn that down? Hey! Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man! For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out and work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. Hey, everybody. Welcome uh, to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. Joel's hiding a burp. Uh, <laughs> Trying very hard. They had the tall boys of Coke on sale today, and I'm like, gotta get me one of them. Lord Almighty. I need extra. I need extra Coke. Um, but yeah, so uh, today we're to- our topic is, what is what, what's Marvel's plan post-Secret Empire? They've got to have some kind of strategy. Or not. Hope. So... Um, because uh, I did a little bit of research beforehand, research being typing into Google, uh, and also just paying attention, keeping my ear to the ground and listening for the rumblings happening in the comic book industry, but it's it's interesting, uh, we had a couple of topic ideas that were ready to go, but I really wanted to, t- to cover this because um, we read Secret Empire number four. No spoilers for the issue, but... It, it seems to be there's a metatextual conversation that Hank Pym has with his f- former and fellow comrades. And it seems like the kind of conversation that is very self-referential and very, like, you know, eye on the past and another on the future. Like, let's mm. kind of pay homage to what came before and refer to all the mistakes and highs and lows that took place back then and maybe hope for the future. And I, that, that for me was like a shining moment from the book where I'm like, oh, like Nick Spencer doesn't have to just talk about Trump. He can also refer to the heyday of Marvel and hopefully the future mm-hmm. of Marvel as well. It's why we chose the uh, Marvel Generations image as kind of like the cover for this uh, issue or as yeah. episode. Because like they're thinking, uh, you know, because Generations and Legend, or not Legends. Uh, Legacy. Legacy. I don't think either one of those is like a status quo or a, or a DC Rebirth-esque like publishing title. No, they seem to kind of be like, hey, we got you back, right? You want to read this if we scared you away? Except I don't know anything about it, and I don't, and it has nothing to do with the future. It has everything to do with either like pairing the replacement characters with their counterparts, most of whom have already been paired together beforehand. 
It's true. That's the interesting thing. It's not like we're seeing a lot of this for the first time. Thor and Thor are teaming up currently in the pages of their book. Wolverine and Old Man Lo- or Wolverine and, and Wolverine. Like Twenty-three. Yeah, Wolverine and well, there's three Wolverines now. Exactly. But like we've we've seen Laura and Logan team up. We've seen Miles and Peter team up. We've seen, seen Thor a, and Odinson team up. Seen a ton of Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel. And it's funny, Captain Marvel is going to be in too because she's teaming up with Marvel and she's teaming up with Kamala. And we've seen uh, Amadeus Cho and Bruce Banner team up. Like what? What is it? Oh no, but they're old though. Like, it's the old versions of them, maybe. Did, I don't did know. Did you notice who doesn't get a legacy thing? Nova Hawkeye? and Nova. Yeah, no. Well, uh, yeah, well, Hawkeye, Hawkeye would make sense. Yeah, especially, like, pick a really, de- like, embarrassing time in Hawkeye's history. With the skirt, or maybe when he was Goliath. No, no Hawkeye whatsoever. Um, also, yeah, like you said, Nova, but we saw Nova. We, eh, nobody bought the Nova one. Nobody, Which, Nobody's man, buying that. Man, I hope if nothing else moving forward for Marvel, I hope they learned a lesson from that. I hope that rings in their head where it's like, look, you had a good thing going with Sam, but you listened to the people who yelled the loudest about Richard Ryder, and then you had to cancel the book. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if Richard Ryder tanked the book. I don't think that the, the scores of Sam Alexander fans were like, what's happening? Old Nova? No, and they all dropped the book. I think it was more like, eh, the trajectory of Nova, he went up. But, you know, everything that goes up must come down, and eventually that arc just kind of started coming down. It's true, but I think it was like one of those things where it's like, you had a good thing with Sam. The Sam fans were happy into a whole generation. He was the only Nova. Then you confused it and overcomplicated things by bringing Richard Ryder back. Yeah. I'm one of those people who likes Richard Ryder and is happy to see him come back. Me too. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's weird. We're not getting that book, but at least... They're like you got the book. You, we're 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 gonna gun shy about releasing Nova books anyway. It's true. Like, but when I see like uh, the original Captain Marvel, I'm like, you've got a good thing going with your two Marvels right now. Don't muddy the water. You don't confuse people with Marvel right now. But yeah, also, uh, Marvel's been gone for like how many years now? Yeah. Uh. Well, he's he's always been dead. You know, he's been dead since Starlin wrote the book. Uh. And then I remember in Civil War they pretended they were bringing him back, but it was really a sleeper agent scroll. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny because I was thinking about how, you know, that, that that's, that's kind of window dressing. You know, everybody who was talking, anybody who has a strong opinion and hates me wants to remind me that like uh, I'm a I'm a hater and that uh, either I'm a Marvel fanboy, I'm a DC fanboy, or I'm a hater. Of and the fact is, you know, the, the, I think that the reason why things get confused is because. Uh, I don't, I pay attention to not just the story, but also the, like, press around it and what's happening with it, and it just kind of makes me think, like, you know, I'm I'm just because they're releasing X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold doesn't mean that they're fixing the problem with the X-Men. No, they're really not, and in fact, that bothers me, too, where it's like, I really hope you don't do with the rest of the Marvel books what you're doing with X-Men. You put a new coat of paint on them, you're calling back to old stories, but what was broken is still broken. Exactly. And it, it's it's the same thing where it's like, there's rumors that they're going to bring in uh, the Fantastic Four. They're going to bring them back. But right. I don't know if I want them to come back in this weird editorial climate at Marvel where nothing has changed, nothing has been uh, fixed and nobody is, like, working towards a brighter future. They're all yeah. just kind of, like, 
gun shy and scared and, and 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 timid and you know they're making they're making their books but they're also not making any they're making sweeping changes to things that people are kind of like oh well yeah like the world's already destroyed and now you're gonna set it on fire fine everyone's dead anyway like <laughs> exactly it's hard to care about anything when everything's being you know uh destroyed every other week again i agree with what you're saying about the fantastic four i don't want to see a neutered kneecapped fantastic four come back and be treated like the axe it's like yeah they have a book but like they're not gonna actually affect anything and anymore they're y- gonna exist in their own bubble that's right and that's the concern is that like the things that made the fantastic four go away in the first place are still there mm-hmm. so at anyone's at, at the at the changing of the winds the fantastic four could be ruined again or they could just randomly be swept right back off the table uh and so that's why i'm kind of like so frustrated why i'm I'm so i'm so slow to trust the marvel changes is because i'm always like yeah but you didn't do anything behind the scenes that warrants the change or that implies it's going to be any more different it'd be like you know how uh the image creators every like 10 years or so get together and like we're gonna bring some image (laughs) stuff back together (laughs) like yeah unless like you've consistently released some books that you can prove you can actually work on a deadline again. Uh, yeah, call me when it's in a trade. You know, because I'm not gonna, I'm not buying what you're selling no more. You know, that's cute. Yeah. Um, now that uh, now with that said, this is supposed to be a hopeful show because what I was thinking was, where does it go from here? Where is Marvel gonna go? Because um, DC's in a weird place right now that is kind of fascinating. Um, with respect to, I was I just read Dark Days: The Forge. Same here. It is, in every which way, a crisis. It is. And I, when I'm reading, I'm like, this is epic. This could be a crisis. And then I read an interview with Scott Snyder, and they're like, it's basically a crisis, but without any continuity changes. And I'm like, it's okay if you can call it a crisis. Like, you can call it a crisis without worrying they, about continuity. They used the word crisis in it. They did. And I'm like, okay. Um, but you got a crisis in Dark Four or in Dark Days. You've got uh, the the craziness going on with Doomsday Clock. You got DC Rebirth and the whole mystery going on with that. There's so many huge things happening at DC. Oh yeah. And yet no one is complaining that these huge things are like intrusive or frustrating or or messing things up because they're not. There's they're all moving in the right direction. Yeah. And it's like you know, well, does this does the events of the forge you know affect the button and the what? Not really. They're all just kind of happening at the same time. Yeah. So bringing it back to Marvel, it's like, well, what's Marvel gonna do? Because Marvel kind of focuses more on like their one big event. And then everyone else is either allowed to participate, or if their if their creator has enough clout, they don't have to participate. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, that's and that I think is really unfair, and that's something they should work for too. Every writer should be forced to play by the same rules. You shouldn't get to show favorites. And yes, I even say that to people I like, like Jason Aaron. You know, he should he should have to you know play with the other kids really. Yeah, I I'm uh I'm kind of hopeful, in a weird way or in a naive um you know, battered person kind of way where I'm like, <laughs> I'm like secret empire could change a lot of, uh, complaints people have about the Marvel universe right now, but only cosmetically. And that's why I'm only tepidly excited about the future, but it makes me wonder what's going to happen. What are they going to do? And so one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw out there is that they are going to make, they're going to, they're going to reestablish 
some old favorites, some old right. staples of Marvel, some things that used to be consistent and that you knew, like things that you were like, this is a, you know, the, the, the sun's going to rise in the east and set in the west, and this is going to happen, and, 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 you know, and the Punisher is always a vigilante. Like, yeah. for me, that's a that's one big thing. Punisher is going to go back to being public enemy number one, especially after backing the regime and yeah. also uh, being, you know, like killing for, 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 for Cap. That's going to be really interesting. Um, and I think they're also going to roll back Deadpool and make him a lot less front and center in terms of like being almost like a, a superhero. He's, he's also nigh unscapa- unescapable, too, is he's like in everything. Well, he is in everything, but the fact that we've got Deadpool working for Cap is actually a great narrative device that allows Deadpool to, to become way more cynical and way more jaded and way more angry and way more resentful and, and he'll be hated and feared too and more uh, more anti-hero slash evil and so i think that that's going to be a way for them to kind of retroactively make deadpool back into an anti-hero but more like an ant like like a chaotic neutral they, they have softened him incredibly in the Duggan era, which I which I actually liked. You know, we got to see him become an Avenger. We got to see him have like sure. a family and a surrogate family. But you're right. Everything in comics is circular and eventually he needs to break like antihero again. Yeah. But I think that while the creators of Deadpool are really knocking out of the park in terms of character development and whatnot, uh, I think that at the end of the day, they're going to go, yeah, but we're going to make Deadpool kind of a bad guy again. <laughs> Someone in the chat just says Deadpool 31 throws a wrench into that. I haven't read that yet. Oh, well, really don't spoil to... it. I've been I've been loving what Duggan's been doing, actually, where it's like, yes, Deadpool is working for Hydra now, but like he was duped more or less into oh, yeah. it due to his, his love for Cap has blinded him. Well, same thing for Cap uh, or, or for, for Frank. It's true. Um, and Frank is actually, I could see him being like, I always thought it was weird that Frank like worshipped Steve Rogers, but I buy it. Like, I'm okay with it. He's he's the man he could have been if his family didn't die. But I'm really kind of excited for a world where Frank is like, screw the superheroes, especially yeah. Captain America. Like, even Captain America gets caught up in this freaking bullshit like i'm yeah. kind of excited to see like um again like another angry bitter miserable frank just like we're gonna see the collapse of parker industries we're gonna see like a a, a schlubby like Back desperate child man peter parker um yep. i think that we're gonna see like that what's it called uh secret empire will be a narrative device where we can roll back some of these characters from where we kind of developed them and then de-develop them into or or in continuity develop like degress them regress them yeah into it'll, something it'll be, else it'll be really interesting what that will mean for the captain america family too assuming if cap lives or dies by the end of this story either he will die a martyr or he will live and as i said in like when we were making our like marvel pitches he'll have to travel around the world essentially on like a forgiveness mission on a i'm sorry world tour <laughs> yeah i uh, i i honestly feel like there there's no way they could kill cap because it'll only be compared to the last times the cap died and they're so yeah. much stronger like cap's death at the like uh, after civil war is so much better than him being evil and then being assassinated or being Definitely. like or being like kill me please i'm evil like no but uh but yeah so what that being said 
let's say like let's look at the Marvel comics in 2018. What do you expect to see? What do you where do you expect Marvel to go? Do you expect I mean, them to to kind of copy DC or do you, do you expect them to just kind of like do what they do best? Because I've got a theory about that. I mean, I think they'll definitely probably take a couple plays out of their book because that's just sort of the way comic books work. I see this as a – like ideally, and again, this is totally like wishful thinking for me over here. I think it will be a time of rebuilding for many of the teams and many of the books and many of the status quos. Like you'll probably see a more traditional Avengers lineup you know, with classic ones that you remember. We'll probably see, you know, uh, some of the wounds from Civil War Two start to get healed. Like again, like uh, Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel had a big falling out over Civil War Two. They'll probably try and get back together after the end of that. You know, Spider Man again will maybe be more in the outs with the Avengers community, and he'll be back to being like, you know, Lone Wolf Spider Man. Yeah, I think you're right, um, and I definitely think that. When it comes to their street level characters, uh, even though uh, if you read Defenders, we're seeing like some of the more popular street level characters are banding together. They're like, you know, we need to be a team, and we're gonna do that. And it's like it's li- it's literally just New Avengers, but but it's without Spider Man, <laughs> but with no Spider Man Wolverine, um, which is great because it's by Bendis. So I'm I'm excited because Bendis cares about those characters, and when Bendis cares, they're fun to read. It's um, true. But uh, but I think that I don't I don't see a lot of people are thinking like Marvel's gonna copy DC Marvel's gonna do their own version of Rebirth I don't think so mm. I think that Marvel needs such an editorial shakeup from the ground all the way to the top that in order for them to do anything like Rebirth they either need to ha- like Alonzo and Brevoort need to be like we gotta like have a have an emergency retreat. We gotta do a a, a a a talent gobble where we grab as many really really talented new creators as we can and yeah, there's a lot of good in, ones. There are great well, a lot of great ones, but uh, that's not what they like to do. They like to work with the same people they've been working with for the last fifteen years. That's uh, true. So what I, I mean, I honestly feel like Marvel because there's no major shift in what they're doing editorially. I think that they might cosmic or cosmetically. Make it look like they're doing some rebirths where it's like, look, it's the things that you remember. But at the core, it's still going to be event after event after event. And I, it's, well, they, it, they swear they're not going to do, yeah. uh, what is it, any more events after this for at least 18 months. But then there's also Venomverse coming out. Uh, here's the thing. I like events, and I have no problem with them. Dark Days the Forge is a great event. Secret Empire is an event that, like, while I wasn't really on board, I loved issue four, so hopefully it'll get better from there. There's yeah. there's an extra issue and long and more pages and all kinds of stuff that we can expect. Yeah, so, yeah but that's, who knows? that's par for the course these days for, yeah. uh, what is it, for freaking... Uh, Marvel, unfortunately. But if the events are good, and if they work, and if they're relevant, and if they matter, and if they, like, are engaging and interesting, then they're fine. Like, then then I'm I'm cool with it, because I love seeing the Marvel Universe come together, because that's what, for me, that is more singularly Marvel than DC, is seeing all these characters living in the same background, or, uh, uh, playground. Um, but I think that Marvel will not learn from their mistakes. I think that we're going to be surprised by how undifferent 2018 is from 2017. Well, you know, as we said before, I think a lot of the problems that are happening with Marvel now, it's not talent, it's not story, 
it's all editorial right now that seems to be, you know, kneecapping them and causing all the trouble. And until we see some like shakeups at the boardroom level, it's going to be really hard to see much change happen. Well, and it's interesting because, uh, like I mentioned, Brevoort before. Brevoort's been around for a long time, and he is uh, very, very interested in the success of Marvel and in like good ideas and good stories. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm shocked he's not in a, on a in a higher place. Um, he has a pretty good like uh, what is it backlog of work himself that he's written. exactly. Uh, and like I said on many occasions, I do foresee Bendis getting some kind of promotion from like if Bendis decides to like that he's that his talents are being wasted, that he's not getting a fair shake, um, that he's just if he gets bored, I could see him becoming editor in chief. I don't think it's going to happen in 2018, but I think more like 2023, you know, like towards the end of the Marvel Studios, like, boom, we're going to see Bendis kind of move into an editorial role. And when that happens, it could go either way because Marvel is an idea man, but he also has a terrible habit of not appreciating other people's stories and just kind of doing his own thing. I agree with that. Um, But what I'm also thinking is like, We've had a history, Marvel has, of using creators and putting them in roles they don't fit in. Like, well, we'll make an artist into a, into the president and we'll, we'll share Yo. jobs. Like, these, no. Like, make these people who know how to make business run and also respect their creators in, in those positions and let the creators do the creating. Again, say what you want about Casada, but again, we saw what he was able to do when he was young and hungry. <clears throat> Let me tell you, like, everybody likes to give Casada shit, and it's because, like, how far the money have fallen. But, like, when Casada came on the scene, dude, he burned some bridges at DC oh, yeah. when he came to Marvel. Oh, yeah. And still had on his list of, like, top five things I want to do here, Avengers JLA as a crossover. And called them personally and said, I want to make this happen. And then made it happen. Dude had demons and skeletons over at the distinguished competition and still <laughs> made it work without pissing people off. Um yeah. and and of course there's also like his big push for Marvel Knights, Bendis working yep. at Marvel and then revamping the Avengers, fixing Spider-Man. Listen, everybody blames Casada for one more day, including myself. Dude had yeah. been, had an agenda, but you did. Re- remember Spider-Man before JMS came on? The, the on the scene when it was the Howard Mackey years and it was it was in a really really bad place and Casada was like Spider-Man needs to be working if it does if this book doesn't work then it's not gonna work then Marvel itself is screwed he and knew what was important and so he pulls in Babylon 5 creator J. Michael Straczynski and let me tell you that's the that's the creator that got me back into comics lots of people like and say what you will about Straczynski and the fact that he can't follow through or wrap things up. Like, dude wrote damn good stories and fixed Spider-Man. In fact, uh, the dude was brought in. It's so tragic that he was brought in to repair the marriage with Peter and Mary Jane. Only then, only five years later, destroy it again. Yeah, um, wow. What a what a what a fucking thing. Uh, man, did, did like Straczynski offend like an old gypsy woman or yeah. something in a past life? Because none of his shit ever gets to finish. Nope. Even on TV with Netflix, he doesn't get to finish anything. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I get. I mean, like, listen, it's it's getting kind of conspiratorial at this point. Like, um, who who did he piss off? Yeah. And the funny thing is, you know, we talk about, like, the, you know, this renaissance at Marvel when Casado was like, let's do this! Let's do something! Change it up! He called Alan Moore! 
Yeah. He called Neil Gaiman and Alan Moore and wanted them both to work for Marvel. At least he got Neil Gaiman for a little while. And we got 1602 out of the deal. Um, one out of two ain't bad. I don't know if... Um, th- I don't know if that can happen today. Because Marvel was desperate and in trouble. It wasn't and when just... you're desperate, you know it's win or lose. It's, and that's you know, the thing. You put it all in. You try new things, but they're not. you're not trying new things because you're too big to fail. You know, you're not trying new things because why not? I'm bored. You try new uh, things because you're like, nothing else has worked. We have to get this working. I mean, Casada and his and his people back when Marvel first jumped on pushed to get high profile creators like Kevin Smith to write things like Spider-Man mm. so that he would go on the Tonight Show and promote a comic book. First yeah. time like that we've seen that in a long time. I think Stan Lee was on at one point like in the 70s or 80s or whatever to, to sell a comic book. But like tr- they they bought up got milk ads and you know tied their characters in with the like so it wasn't just you know these Marvel characters from the comic books you read. No, they intrinsically tied their characters to the pop culture zeitgeist. So you would be like, yes, I know Thor. I saw him hawking Buicks the other day. Like, it wasn't just necessarily a corporate, like, money-grubbing money moment, although it was. And, it like, listen, it, it probably brought money in, which Marvel desperately needed at the time, so it's hard to judge them. But it also allowed them to culturally make these characters relevant and in front of your face. Mm-hmm. You know? oh, yeah. And I don't know. And look, the movies have done that better than a Got Milk ad ever could. Mm-hmm. So you're good. You don't need to do that shit anymore. But I think that Marvel needs to like focus inward and be afraid again. Marvel needs yeah. to be afraid of of <laughs> that, failure. That, that's and the of, new event. Be afraid. Again. That's it. I, I mean, like, I'm actually kind of sad. Fear itself started so so long ago because I would love to see Marvel afraid and use that element of fear to to uh, help their their the age of heroes rise again. I mean, that I, I was watching. I was reading Secret Empire number four. All the heroes are fighting each other, and I'm like, oh my god. How many times can I look at these superheroes punching each other again? And, yeah, and you, you barely need villains in the Marvel universe. You anymore. don't. And then uh, what's it called? Uh, Hank Pym Ultron's like, stop. Yeah, when the freaking Machine Man half Ultron is telling you to stop, he's like, stop. You people keep doing this, and it needs to end. And it's like, that's one of the only times when I don't, I don't mind Nick Spencer having the characters be him and talk directly to the reader because mm-hmm. we need it to change. And I think that the Marvel's at its best when it's hungry. And that's Definitely. what Marvel needs to do. In, in, in the words of Hamilton, they need to learn to be young, scrappy, and hungry again and not give away their shot. That's right. They really do. And that's the thing about Marvel and where it's going. No one's learning any lessons. The no. only thing they're doing is cop- like. And when I say copying, I really don't think the Marvel's copying DC Rebirth. I think that they took the idea of, like, le- of, uh, of Generations and Legends or whatever from DC or at least took their P's and Q's from the culture's response and reception to DC Rebirth, but I don't think that Marvel's like, we gotta do the Dark Forge, we gotta do the the DC Rebirth, we gotta bring in a property that has no business being in our property and tie it in with our main event, like Watchmen, Mm. except Marvel has nothing like that, so they can't actually do that at all. They have Star Wars, they have Star Wars. Let me tell you something, I would be as excited to see a Star Wars Marvel crossover as I would be to see a Watchmen DC crossover. You fucking know it's coming. Like that's probably like in case of emergency, break glass, Marvel yeah, Star. Well, Wars. they're they're in an emergency, and it, by the way, they're not in an emergency because they're publishing like fifty books a month, and uh, you know they 
they're not hurting for cash. No. You know? Um, and they he, probably won't be for a long time. That's the thing about, you know, having a stake in a multinational entertainment company. You get a little complacent. Yes. And I think that, like, I think that you're right about the Nova thing, about how they listen to the loudest voices. and They listen to the wrong people. I mean, listen, we made a JSA video and more people, like, one of the few things besides Futures End people have requested on this channel is Justice Society. We did that. It was the worst performing, um, what's it called? Uh, casting call video we've ever done. That's you know, surprising. Just listening to the people being like, I want JSA! It's like, listen, like, you may. All, like, 12 of you might really, really want it. And that seems like a lot of people. But there's 52,000 subscribers right now, and they all need to watch what we're, what we're making here. You know? Yeah. Marvel needs to be like... I, I, don't, I don't know what they need to do, because I'm not a goddamn motherfucking book publisher. It's true. Like, it ain't my goddamn job. It was. It reminds me of that time when I was a kid, and I was reading a Marvel comic, and they had a little survey in the book. In the book I'm reading, is a Spider-Man book. I open it up, and it has a little survey about what I want to see. Would you like to see Gambit and Rogue get married? Would you like to see Spider-Man and Mary Jane get divorced? And I'm like, motherfucker, do these things. Don't ask me, because I think that this is all real. Like, I want to yeah. be entertained by you. I don't want to, like, be, I don't want to rip down the wall between you and me and then tell you what to do. And then if you go, you got world. it. Apparently, six boys and, and two girls told us what to do. And so we're going to, and that's our new publishing initiative. Like, you need to be afraid and be hungry and desperate so that you come up with your best ideas. Because here's the thing. Like, I, I've proven in my own world that desperation is, like, the mother of invention. It is. I mean, like, I, I, I passed, I got out of college alive because all my research papers were done, were written at the zero hour. It's the best. It's, it was, and it was always better than when I was prepared. If like I wrote it, like, months, months in advance, I got, like, a B. If I wrote it, like, 12 hours before it's due or less, boom. I got an A plus because like I was desperate. I was I was reaching. I was coming up with new ideas. I was making points that like no one would think to make because it was four o'clock in the morning and I was like hungry and, and desperate and tired. Like mm -hmm. it is. Uh, yes, and while necessity is the mother of invention, desperation is the true mother of invention because what's, I think it's that? yeah. I was going to say, what's that bit from Max Payne there? Uh, fear gives men wings. Right, exactly. So, besides um, making their street-level characters more street-level and making their, you know, bad guy vigilante anti-hero characters a little more uh, un, uh, unfriendly, yeah, a little less, uh, little less hobnobby and elbow-pumping, I think that it's going to be more of the same. Yeah, I uh, I kind of feel the same way too. Because again, it's all the same people who were running it from last week. Yeah, that's right. Twenty eighteen. I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be the same thing as twenty seventeen, and it's because there is no real change. I mean, like you could literally kill Spider Man, which they've done three yeah. times, <laughs> and it wouldn't matter. Like because. And that would be a big shakeup, right? You, you, at the end of Secret Empire, Peter Parker gets shot between the eyes. And is oh, no. Like, oh, no. And that would be a big shakeup, and it would blow people's minds. But nothing would really change. Not really. You you would have a, you would put the death of a hero or death of Spider-Man banners on tie-in comics, and you have a big, like, funeral for a friend type rollout, and mm. you'd have posters and 
armbands, all that bullshit. But nobody who's running the, who's driving the bus has changed. So it's still going in the same damn direction. And then they'll use the same damn conventions to bring them back and make it so it doesn't matter. I mean, like, the only thing that I'm kind of impressed with that they've done that's like that is Wolverine still being dead. Yeah, shocking. But even then, you know that's more out of a fox spite than it is anything else. Yeah, it's just they've literally gone like, well, as it turns out, uh, we're not losing sales. So turns we can people like Wolverine no matter what the fuck we do with them. Yeah, Wolverine, Wolverine coming back to life is another desperate like is another pre-desperation desperate move. Like, oh no, sales are dipping in X-Men, break glass, bring back Wolverine. Um, and, and here's the crazy thing too, I like Old Man Logan more, is the thing. I wasn't reading Wolverine books until he died and they made him old as shit. Right? Um, I, uh, I don't know one way or the other as far as, Wolver- as far as Old Man Logan's concerned. The fact that they also still have two Wolverines is kind of like, oh, well, you know. But, do we really need a third? Yeah, do we really need more Wolverines? Um, I say and no. And apparently Marvel's like, yes, because then we can finally have a Wolverine on each team like we've always wanted. Yeah, as opposed to just having the same Wolverine on every team. Let's let's bring Dawkins back, too, while we're at it. Ugh, no, that's one thing. Because everyone that, loves Dawkins. He should stay there, wherever he is. Now, they brought back uh, the ultimate Wolverine son. They did. We have Jimmy Howlett now. Yeah, now you don't need Dawkins ever again. No, no. Although apparently someone showed me a panel today from like Weapon X. They go to like a dream world or like the afterlife and Dokken is there. Good. Keep him there. Stay there. Stay there in the afterlife. But uh, but yeah, I'm just, I want to be hopeful. I want to be excited. But I, I really, I want, I want Marvel to keep that Star Wars versus the Marvel Universe thing like way under, way, way, way behind glass until there really is a regime change. Hmm. You know, until Marvel really does, like, Whatever. shake up everything editorially so that, like, the people who are making the books are, are interested in making their name, making a name for themselves or, or interested in elevating the product or being like, hey, you know what would be great? If Marvel sold the top ten. Yeah. If it was just all Marvel. What are what are some other small things we would like? Like we said, you know, the rebuilding of teams mm-hmm. is something we'd like to see. You know, the return of status quos for a couple characters that they haven't had for a bit. Do we want to see like some old costumes come back? Is that something we'd like to see? Yeah, I mean, like costumes coming back is fine. Again, cosmetic, but I'd rather see teams formed. I'd rather see like the Marvel Universe kind of heal. And if it if if the band aid is a nostalgia band aid, I'm fine with that. But I want it to. I want the Marvel Universe to finally heal. I want at least yeah. a year where Marvel isn't infighting, where Marvel yeah, yeah. is just is just growing, healing, and 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 surviving. Your brightest day, that shit. Basically. Yeah. I want a Marvel where Spider-Man is swinging through Manhattan, and he sees Thor, you know. But Thor's going over there to another adventure. You know, maybe he's responding to an Avengers call. And Spider-Man's like, "Oh, good, Thor." Well, there go the Avengers. Which I am not on because I'm too busy being miserable. You know, it's just it. There needs to be a a breath. You know, uh, I think the Japanese refer to it as ma. Just this moment where, in between action, where we just take a goddamn second. It's my favorite moment in every superhero movie. Superman Returns, Avengers, uh, Age of Ultron. Every moment where this where the heroes are done fighting or right before they're about to fight, and everybody takes a goddamn minute and just goes. It's and nice. exists in their world because the Marvel Universe is interesting without it falling apart like 
Stark Tower with the Sentry's Watchtower on it was cool enough without seeing it fall the hell down three times. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I don't know how they keep getting their deposit on that building. I mean, it's is it even up anymore at this point? Like, I don't even know. I, I have no clue. It's funny. I was reviewing Avengers number eight, and I mentioned the Baxter building, and people were freaked the fuck out. Like, oh, the Baxter building. How did they get in there? Oh, yeah, they've had the Baxter building for a bit. Yeah, I think Parker Industries owns that. And... He does, and he's made that the new base of operations the way, for the Avengers. By the way, that's one thing I really like. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah. and it's explained in a, way, in a nice way. The, the issue was kind of crappy, but, like, the moment where... Uh, Spidey and Human Torch are talking, and he's like, I'm keeping it until they come back. For you. Like, when they come, like, you can stay here if you want, but, like, when they come back, it's theirs. And I'm like, yes! (laughs) Even commissioned a statue by Alicia Masters to have there in the front. It's it's so funny, because, like, the undercurrent of that speech Spider-Man gives, it's like, it's for you, Johnny, for when they come back. Come back from the Fox disease. When they come back from it, <laughs> yeah. you can have it back. You just have to come back. Yeah, and honestly, like I really want to see the Marvel universe. I want to see the Fantastic Four in, uh, in 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 the cinematic universe. But the real reason that I want to see all that should happen is because I'm tired. Because I know that old men don't change their minds. Not very often. And if old men aren't going to change their minds, then the only way you're going to get what they want is when they get their way. Mm-hmm. And so get the Fox deal going so that we can have our damn universe back together. Yeah. It's just frustrating. It's it's frustrating that that things can be so fragmented. And maybe that's why the Marvel Universe has been fighting itself for so long. Why Civil War never really ended. Fight. It's because Marvel has been splintered and fragmented. There's something wrong, fundamentally wrong with Marvel. Man, I kind of wish that the, the Dark Days tease you know like there's something there's something dark and hidden in the heart of the dc world and batman knows what it is i want that to be a thing in the marvel universe where like something happened at the core of the earth that made it that that that, that fractured it and it's making everybody crazy yeah we, we were broken you once we were whole then we were split asunder by a terrifying being zock off which is just fox backwards yeah XOF. it's not even no you know it's funny it's not even fox it's not even Fox's fault. It's Marvel's fault. It's Marvel's fault for letting these things get this far, and mm. for and for kowtowing to that kind of pressure. Now that being said, I don't know what kind of pressure we're getting because nobody is because everyone's so damn afraid of that, of the man upstairs, instead of being afraid of alienating their readers and destroying the the foundation that the entire damn future of their company is predicated on. Like, yeah. here's the thing. Everything that Marvel Studios invented isn't nearly as awesome as the things that they're borrowing or homaging from the comics. Right? I mean, like... Yeah. Like, having a, having Tony Stark and Bruce Banner build Ultron, nobody likes Ultron as a villain. Or if they do, they're like, Ultron was cool because he was intimidating and scary, but, like, he's not sympathetic. I don't care about Ultron. He's boring and weird, and he's just... He's literally just Joss Whedon in a metal suit complaining. <laughs> and yet... What was the moment that made everybody clap when Vision held Scarlet Witch and implied for Aww. just a second that maybe they might be together? That's it was the, nice. That's what I. That's what people want to see. They want to see the thing that they remember slash the thing that defines what this universe is all about. Like, I don't know. It, it's just like once you start breaking the the mold for your whole universe, 
it, it, it's you can't go back. You can't fix it. It's it's only getting worse. It's it's very strange, but you know, and I'm also I'm also interested for generations and legacy because I think if nothing else, it'll give us plenty more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt. I mean, like here's the thing: we're never gonna we're we never we're never gonna run out of shit to talk about when it comes. to No, this we're, stuff. we're we're lifers, man. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I legacy and generations are symptomatic of the larger problem and they are not i think indicative of the future i don't think that like we can explain if those two things sell like sell crazy and they're great um then you know we we're we're still not going to see it like permeate into the greater marvel universe development Mm. i don't know I, i i really don't believe that like I feel like those are just reactions. I think that it's it's why uh, Generations is going to interrupt Secret Empire. Which is so freaking weird. That's another thing. Hey, scheduling, get on it. I, I guarantee you, I, I honestly believe that they didn't even have the idea for Generations until halfway through Secret Empire. And that uh, when they added another issue and the sales for it are fine they're good they're good they're an event they're gonna be up but um it's they're 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 not uh they're not overwhelmingly great and honestly like the reaction to it isn't overly great no and so when they saw that like people are kind of like after every subsequent issue people were like eh, secret empire i'm kind of sick of it by now and it's like well it's only been issue three and there's like nine issues of this fucking thing and issue six is going to be late and cost more. So we got to give them something to look, to look forward, forward to. to. So we'll take a break. Which is a pretty unfortunate way to make an event and to do like a product line roll up. Be like, look, okay, you might not like this one, but we promise the next one though. Oh, it's 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 worse than just like this. Okay, this this event sucks, but the next event's awesome. It's okay. So this event sucks, but what about this interruption of the event? To keep your attention long enough. Like, no, when you're reading an event, each issue should ramp you up. But if people are getting less and less excited about Secret Empire after each issue, you're doing something wrong. And, and I've been loving Secret Empire for the thing. I've been on board from this from, like, day one. You I've been all about it. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I liked issue four. But issues yeah, one through saying. three, I was like, ugh. I, I haven't read it yet. It's It's fun. I read The Forge, then had another show. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it now that I know you're singing its praises and that Ultron thing you were telling me. But I'm like, oh, well, gotta see that. No, it's solid. I like that. But because it's because it's meta, it's literally arguing about the problem. It's talking about the issue with Marvel. Not necessarily with the company, but they are talking about the problem with the stories, which is what they should be worried about in the first place. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that's it. I gotta get out of here pretty soon, so I thought I'd... Yeah, we- uh, Thought we just kind of have a horse. thought, uh, but but Ben or Ben, <laughs> I'm so used to talking when I'm talking about comics to another guy. It's usually Ben. Um, it, it's usually Ben or a Benny or yeah, something like that. Exactly. Sorry, Joel. Sorry, uh, <laughs> it happens. But yeah, uh, Joel. Um, any final thoughts about the future? Any predictions about the future of Marvel 2018? Besides, I mean, um, besides cosmetic stuff. <laughs> I mean, I I am always like you know uh, optimistic, cautiously optimistic. It's kind of my thing, especially now that comic books are my bread and butter and everything. Uh, I, I have hope for Marvel. They have some of the best characters in the world under their umbrella. Agreed. And I'm hoping that yeah, the legacy generations era, whatever that ends up being, I can only hope that uh, as we mentioned, it's 
it's not just cosmetic. It's not just X-Men gold and blue. Where it's like, well, it's the same stuff, just with a different coat of paint on it. Yeah, I hope it's I hope it's really cool. I don't think it's going to be, but I really hope it is. Here's the thing. I think it will be. I think it could be cool. But my problem is, I think it... I, I think it is not indicative of growth. You know what I mean? No. I think it's, at best, reactionary. I mean, people like... Um, People like DC Rebirth, and but I don't know if I want DC Rebirth to happen at Marvel. I just no. want Marvel to understand that, you know, uh, infighting like and... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it's like because the problems are so different. DC needed a Rebirth after the New 52 and after the DCU. Marvel's problems are different because, as we said, it's, it's like all editorial. The stories are good. The characters are good. The writers are good. Yeah, yeah. Just everything around it. It's the environment around it that's choking the life out of it. That's the thing. I have no major complaints about the treatment of most of the characters in the, in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, except for Peter Parker, but I've always complained about Peter Parker since I was a little boy. So Yeah, and, he, and he's always had ups and downs, and he's always the thing. And like even when he got the company, it's like, well, I give this about a year and a half. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, but when it comes to, when it comes to the execution, Marvel has to, I think the, the end result is Marvel needs to be, needs to learn to be afraid again. The devil's in the details, man. Yeah. But, uh, what's happening at Cape Joel? Everybody can check out this week, man. Uh, well, you know, uh, of course I'll be having a bunch of reviews for everything we covered this week. You can see Dark Days, you can see Secret Empire, you can see all that good stuff. Uh, also, we got a brand new episode of the Comic Multiverse. Matt and I talked the comics from last week. We uh, talked the Black Panther teaser. You can also find the new episode of the Weekly Poll, of course, up on the Weekly Poll archive and bonus channel That's as well. Right. I'm on that, too. Check it out, guys. And uh, over here at Comic Pop, back issues will be out in a little bit, uh, about an hour or so, and it is going to be Iron Man Doom Quest. Ooh, that Can't sounds wait. like a good one. I've been very excited about this episode. It's been done for a few weeks. Very excited. But uh, anyway, that's it for us here at Elseworlds Exchange. We'll see you guys next week with another episode, of course. But uh, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel. And, of course, if you're listening to this episode on the iTunes and SoundClouds and Stitchers, uh, make sure to subscribe to us there and uh, catch us every week uh, about talking about comics and comic book world events, I guess. Yeah, So totally. thanks a lot for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next time. So long, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>